Uptown Parlay Podcast Recap Show. You have Ace and his dad. Hey, folks, how are you this evening? Division Again, two welcome basket- to the Uptown Parlay. Division Two basketball legend from the 70s? Actually, Division Three, but I'll take the upgrade. Thank you. Aren't, is it Queens College Division Two? No, Queens College was Division Three. The girls were Division Two while I was there. Oh, you're Division but, Two now. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, uh, I guess part-time, was it one-time college football player? You try it out, right? Um, Actually, we had a club football team at Queens College, and Uh, I got to play wide receiver, second fastest guy in the team. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking to someone with some uh, college, some kind of college football experience here. Uh, A kind of college experience, but somebody who has been in love with football since they were 10 years old. I remember yeah. seeing the ice game in 1960 on WPIX TV in New York, Channel 11 in black and white. Do you remember who won that game? The Giants lost. I remember that. Green Bay. I think it was Green Bay won. I'm not sure. That's right. And you're talking, and somebody on the other end who remembers the fog ball between the Bears and the Philadelphia Eagles in 1988. Now that's baby. history. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we go back. Sometimes we go back, listeners. So if you're mm-hmm. paying attention to our picks on Thursday, um, me and Ant ended up being tied with uh, nine wins apiece because the Browns won today, even though the Bengals, when we picked, I didn't know that um, their top wide receiver was going to be out, Jamar Chase, indefinitely. And uh, Joe Burrow just decided to have the worst game of his se- or the second worst game of the season. And the defense just didn't show up against tonight against the Browns. Um, Nick Chubb had a day, man. He had two TDs and 100 yards. And, Dad, what was yes. the best game that you got to see this week? The best game I got to see was um, – well, I, I don't know if there was the best game I got to see. Um, of, the, of, the, of the games that I did see, I liked the Giant game. Why, why, why did you like the Giant game the most? Well, first of all, I'm a Giant fan forever. Secondly, the Giants were playing pretty good um, until the end. They show a lot of resistance. They show a lot of grit. I think the new coach is really doing a lot for them. Um, And so that's why I like that game the best. Now, this is my thing on the Giants. I think the reason why they've been able to get to 6-1 and so easily is because all the teams that they've played have imploded on themselves. Yeah, but that's that's not the Giants' fault. You play who you play. That's true. So I'm not taking credit away from them. They're, they're, as you mentioned, their coach did a lot for them in that he's coached them to the point where they hold it together and they just make as few mistakes as possible and they're able to win games, regardless exactly. of how bad their wide receivers are. But they finally yeah. played a team who has a little bit better of a coach and a little more cohesive of a whole team. They turned the ball over less, and Geno Smith was throwing some dimes into the end zone. Yeah, um, you know, I'm starting to have the opinion that systems make uh, make stars. Geno Smith has been lousy throughout his career. Not bad, lousy. He What's gets the into difference? a diff- he gets well. He gets into a, a between bad and lousy. Yeah, bad bad is when when the quarter you know um, bad is is um, oh who's the quarterback in Minnesota now? Kirk Cousins. Yeah, bad is when Cousins is in Washington, <laughs> when the team is okay, but the quarterback doesn't quite get them over the hump. Lousy is when your team always loses when you play. He goes to Seattle, and okay. as a friend of mine argued with me today, he's matured, he's grown up, that's why he's better. I posit that no, he's better because the system is better. He's playing with a few better players, so therefore he looks good. Not because all of a sudden he's a winner. He's in a system. Um, look at look at Brady. Brady won last year because he had decent players. Mm-hmm. He has no O-line this year, so all of a sudden he looks terrible. Look at Rodgers. All of yeah. a sudden he's not a Hall of Famer because the system and the team is not. 
the system that the new coach brought in is not conducive to Rodgers' game. So he's looked bad the last few years. Well, that coach has been there for three or four seasons. More importantly, he has no number one wide receiver anymore. Yeah, but even then, they they won, but they didn't get over the hump like yes, they were but, doing with the former coach. No, this was the, this is the same coach for the past three years. Now I'm talking about when McCarthy was there. Oh, oh, oh when they actually won the title, that's because they, they were, had a whole, they right. had a whole team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were considered a killer team, a top team. Yeah, but they with were. this new coach, they've been considered um, a five to seven rank. You know, in terms of one to ten or five to seven, they're I no longer. You. No one's scared of them anymore. Well, they have the same record as the Bears right now, so that's not a good sign considering Chicago's trading away all of their best players for draft picks. They and and they're getting Mr. Fields murdered. I don't know how that little guy's going to stand up to the physical abuse that he's taken. He's not as little as he looks. He's six three two thirty. He's supposed to be 6'3", 230? He's six foot three and 230 pounds is what he's listed at. That's what well, Ohio State listed him at. That's what the NFL listed him at. Or I'm sorry, 226 to be exact. I remember being listed for, for, for publicity reasons 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I do know that people lie. And I've met quite a few professional athletes. Mm-hmm. And while I'm not a giant, I know they lied. How how right. tall were you, how tall were you listed at in the nineteen seventy one? Oh no, I insisted. Uh, actually, it was seventy to seventy four, but I insisted on being listed my true height. I didn't play that game because yeah. I like to surprise people. But that's not the point. The point okay. is, he looks little on the field. Really? He still yes, he looks a lot smaller than Dak Prescott, and he is going to get crunched. Well, he's but, the most sack quarterback so far through eight games. Exactly. He's, he's going to get murdered. <laughs> um, so, yeah, especially when you're the offense. I will say this. Chicago's defense didn't hold up this week, and they just kind of got just destroyed on that one. And all they really – there was this one turning point where basically he threw the pass to David Montgomery to running back. He's going through. He's trying to fight for extra yards. He fumbles. Nobody touches the guy who picks up the fumble. So there he gets above the ground. Trayvon Diggs or Michael Parsons and then runs in the touchdown. And Fields yeah. literally jumped over him with both feet. He was right in front of him, never touched exactly. him. Exactly. Because he thought he was down because he was down on both knees and his hands, his elbows and everything were on the ground. Well, it's the dead. The, the, Bears, the Bears are not, right now, they're not well coached. The, co- the new coach hasn't made a difference. The way the Giants' new coach has created a different culture for them. They apparently, the Giants are hustling. They're playing hard. Um, for whatever the Bears are winning games they shouldn't have won because they shouldn't have beat they shouldn't have beaten New England the way they did. Yeah, okay. And they shouldn't have beaten San Francisco even though they played in a monsoon. I got you know, credit for that. There's an old saying: "Shoulda, coulda, woulda." The bottom line is whoever's ahead by one point at the end. <laughs> Mod, modern sports is interesting because the publicity anyway. Because people don't cheer for teams anymore; they cheer for individual players. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's not about, not, 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 not in the NFL, though. not in the NFL. Oh, maybe because it kills me to see guys have one good play or score a touchdown and they're down by 15 and they act like they just won a Super Bowl. You know, look at the scoreboard. I'm losing. If the point is, is, as my man <laughs> said, if the point is to win, what the hell are you cheering for? Yes. Shut up, play the game. If you're ahead by one then you yell scream. But if you're losing by 20 points and you make an interception and there's two minutes to go in the game, you know, take the ball, go in the corner, be quiet. So basically, too much celebrating on every single TD is your issue. And and the reason they do that is their mm-hmm. agents and the publicity people say, listen, here's how you get to be known. Here's how you get commercials. Here's how you get followers on the various social platforms. So act crazy. Who cares if your team is losing? That's the sad part about it for me. Mm. I'm into winning. You're playing the game to win. You know, we're not playing the game for everybody to get a participation trophy. We want to win the game. <laughs> You've already hit the trifecta of uh, talking points. Participation trophies, playing to win the game, and too many touchdown celebrations. Anything else you want to bring up? Too many celebrations, period. You make a sack in the first period, you start celebrating. That's like these idiot announcers. The guy makes a sack in the first period, and they start discussing, oh, well, you know, he's made 49 sacks in 14 years. 
well, that's not so hot. And that does, you know, who knows how that's going to affect the game. You can hear them cheering for a team in the beginning, and then that team starts losing and looking bad. Now they have to turn around and start boosting up the team that's winning. It, it's, I listen to football without sound. Really? What am I going to, what, what is he going to, what is the announcer going to, first of all, there's 14 announcers in the booth. What is the announcer going to tell me that I don't know, that I can't see? Hmm. Who missed the coverage? What kind of play they're trying to run? But, Whether or but not the, somebody missed the block or something. They're not doing that. You know they're, who does? You know who does do that? And I got to give him oh, credit. Oh. Um, Daryl Johnston is now on the second team for Fox. Instead oh of, no! And I really like Daryl Johnston. He called the Bears in the Cowboys game. This is actually he must have improved because they like put him on the other games, other random games. I like how he's doing now since they've gotten rid of Aikman and um. That other guy who I could not stand, my least favorite announcer of all time. Now this money, Jack the Buck, Mr. Buck. You don't like Bucks? No, I don't. Not a fan. Never was. I hate, hate, abhor, detest Dow Johnson. (laughs) What is he talks too much? Talks too much. You know, it's like it's like there's not a moment to watch the game. He he's one of those guys that feels he has to add his two cents to everything. Just be quiet. Let us watch the game. You're right. Tell us who made that that killer block. Mm-hmm. Tell us who missed the killer block. I don't need to know they're playing double high safety in a zone. And you know, why? You know, that's, that's I, being informed as a fan. No, yeah, but who's the people watching the game? Don't need to know about the A gap and the C gap and the B gap. You know. Who's you know who who are you preaching to? You're preaching to people who watch football who know football. Yeah. Your grandmother's not watching the game. Your girlfriend yeah. doesn't turn up from HGTV to the game all of a sudden. She knows she's been watching with you for years, so she knows what's going on. You know. Fair it, that that kind of stuff just kills me. Just it's television, Did not you- audio vision. Okay. All right. I see you have some producer notes for them. Tell is the root word for view. What was the worst play you saw happen this past Sunday? Oh, man. I'm trying to remember because I I don't have any notes because I'm a little unprepared. But I think there I think was it the Bears? I forget what game it was. I think a guy picked up a oh, the one of the worst plays was that um oh I can't remember the team. But the quarterback got the ball knocked out of his hands, and a, and a defensive lineman attempted to pick up the ball and run with it. From from pop one on, they teach you, especially guys who play the line, when the ball is on the ground, fall on the ball. You're not Gail Sayers. You're not um, you know you're you're not Nick Chubb. You can't. You don't have the skills to pick it up and and go with it. Drop on the ball, and the and the team lost the ball. I think you're talking about the Niners uh, Rams game. It could be, you know, just pick up the ball, just drop on, fall, fall down. The other thing I hate to see these days mm. is is wide receivers where the ball hits them in the worst place possible, their hands, and they don't catch the ball. Is that the worst place for the ball to hit you in your hand? For some people, because. Tyler Lockett dropped the pass that hit him directly in his hands. In the hands. But then he ended up catching one of the, the touchdowns that kind of put the game away for Seattle, which and is then one of the these, better throws that Geno Smith made. These same guys turn around and catch the ball on the top of their helmet, falling backwards, doing a triple somersault, and everybody goes crazy. <laughs> but yes. he dropped four passes that hit him in the hands. Throw out the game, small you know, and and okay. that 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 I saw a couple of plays that were really great plays, and um, was it Gino? No, it was the Philly game. Yeah. Yes, where where um, AJ Hurst, Brown. Yeah, Hurts threw it to Brown mm-hmm. in the corner. Identical plays in the corner. Beautiful throws. Teardrop right over the the defender. Right, and he caught it right in the corner of the end zone, two touchdowns. Are they the best team in the NFC, Philadelphia? In the NFC? Yes. Will they represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? 
I don't know that they I don't know that they represent them in the Super Bowl. Really? Anything, They're the only undefeated any, team. Being undefeated just means you haven't lost yet. Okay. But they've it, beaten everybody pretty handy. Like their their difference in score, they're plus mm -hmm. seventy eight in their score differential. Yeah. I mean Which means they're beating uh, people by an average of eleven points a game. Again, again, that's statistics. That's not the game. Yeah, it is. You know, what are they, seven and oh now? Yes. So and you they have already nine, have their bye week. You have nine games to go. Ten. Seventeen game season now. Oh, yeah. seventeen. Okay, you have ten games to go. You could wind up five and five. What do you do then? There would have to be some injuries for that to happen. Everybody's no. staying healthy. I think not, they, I think not, they could legitimately run the table. No, not listen. The, the, look look at the, the um Dallas for the last few years. You know, they I mean, oh, they're great. They're great. And then they, what happens? They they wind up nowhere. So anything could happen. Um, Tennessee could come back. Yeah, that's you know. True. So who knows? I'm mean, I'm not going to say they're the best, and I'm because to say they're the best at Game Seven is a little bit a little bit um, early. It's about um, halfway but, through the season. We're in Week Eight. Yeah, it's a little early. They may they may represent um, they may represent the NFC, but I, I I can't commit to that yet. Who knows? Geno Smith might continue his great play. His MV, he might continue to have his MVP season. I think you know? he's not a believer in, in, in Gino. Never. Minnesota, Minnesota is what? Six and one now? Five and two? Six and one. Minnesota's leading the NFC North. I'll go through the, yeah. I'll go through the leaders of the divisions of the NFC. Philadelphia okay. is seven and oh. Right. Seattle is five and three. Mm -hmm. Minnesota six and one. And at the Atlanta Falcons are leading the NFC South at four and four. Yeah, but don't 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 count out Minnesota. Okay, but you know, well, for one, Minnesota's used to being a top team. Philly's just beginning to be a top team again. Well, this is the best Philly started since two thousand four, and that was when Donovan McNabb took them to the Super Bowl. Again, see, you're saying the best. I'm yeah. saying that the Minnesota start. I should say, yeah, Minnesota's used to winning. No, they're not. Well, listen, they haven't made the been, playoffs in four years. Yeah, but they've been winning ten games on average. They've been winning like seven to nine games on average. The past what is what, what has Philly been doing? Philly made the playoffs last year at nine and eight. Well, listen, I'm just saying I can't say and that. Then the before best that, because... they were losing, and then before that, they were losing. And before Minnesota, that, Minnesota might come out on top. Hey, the Rams might come back. The 49ers might come back. There's, there's three or four teams that might wind up on top at the end. I hear you. Okay. So, you know, now you want to do the AFC? Yeah, we'll do the AFC. Now, Buffalo is 6-1. and one. Kansas City is 5-2. and two. Baltimore is 5-3. and three. Mm -hmm. And Tennessee is 5-2. and two, And they're leading the AFC South, which looks like they're going to put it away because they're the only team in that division with a winning record. Now, I'm going to say clearly that um, that Buffalo is going to represent them at the Super Bowl. They're going to beat Kansas City. They're going to beat Kansas City. They're going to beat the Chargers. They're going to beat Baltimore. They're going to beat Tennessee in the playoffs. No problem. Ba Baltimore is is on a downward slope to being average. Why do you say that? Be, they are. They're going to wind up 8-8 eight and eight or 9-8 and eight or something. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is with the charges, whether it's a, a coaching issue. When I say coaching, I don't mean the X and O's. I mean how he gets the team to play, how he gets them to be consistent. Well, I don't know. Don't the Chargers always find a way to mess it up, going back to, like, well, your boy in the 70s, um, that, Fouts? That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So, I, it's a, you know, I don't know what it is. So, I don't – but unless Buffalo suffers injuries, I don't see them falling apart. They can't run the ball, though. They don't need to run the ball, and their defense is super, super. That's why That's why I picked them over KC. They've got a better defense than KC. Okay. Okay. And, and man, the, the offense is on fire. It really is. When your quarterback can get you 100 yards rushing and still throw for 400 yards, you know, that's, that's insane. He, yeah, well, that's why I believe in Baltimore because Lamar Jackson had two games in the beginning of the season where he threw for 300 mm -hmm. and ran for 100. But they don't have the defense they once did. 
that's why they just traded for the best linebacker, I'd say in the league, but the best outside linebacker in the game, Roquan Smith, just got traded to the from the Bears to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Well, to we'll see. And don't forget Miami. I know. Tua. Miami might surprise them. They're five and three. And, Every and team in the AFC East has a winning record. So And they've and they've got the they've got the offensive weapons if the defense could come around. So who's the worst team in the NFL right now? Who would you bet uh, against every single week to lose? I bet against Dallas every week. <laughs> Not because you hate them, but give me the I hate worst team. Give me the actual worst team. The actual worst team. Yes. Um, what you believe. The, not not by record. Because I know we'll uh-huh. lose by record. Anybody can in the record. NFC? In the, in the NFC and the AFC. Give me each one. Uh, I'm going to pick the, the, the Lions and the um, NFC. Okay. As the worst. And I'm gonna pick the Colts in the AFC. The Colts. Okay. Yeah, I think the Colts. The Colts are bad. I think they're gonna fire the coach and the GM. They don't mm-hmm. have a quarterback. You no. can't win with a quarterback as old as I am, and my beard is completely gray. <laughs> um, so I don't know how they're gonna survive. All right. Well, they, and and I I think the co- I think the Colts are better than what than, than Houston. And Houston's really awful. Yeah, they do have Lovey Smith, who has given them their you know it's interesting? They're not turning the ball over. They're not making a lot of mistakes. They're just straight up getting beat. Because it's, Lovey it's a Smith, lack of talent. It's just a straight up lack of talent. They're finding ways to just get beat individually. Like they're losing one on one matchups. Right. And That's Lovey Smith is a good coach. Yeah. Not because of X's and O's, but because he's a good um, he's a good people manager. Mm-hmm. You see, being a coach, the coach allows you to hire people to do X's and O's. That's why you have 25 coaches on a team. You see, but you have to be able to manage them and instill the confidence in your team to be tough and to be mentally tough and to and to not give up. And he's done that for Houston. That's life lessons from Ace's dad right there. There you go. And and so he's done that for Houston. But then you also need to get the players to do it. And without the players, it doesn't matter how good you are. Hmm. I, I mean, Dallas has the players, but I think McCarthy's a, not a good coach. Hmm. You know? He's winning enough to keep his job. So, uh, Yeah, yeah. And plus, it's hard to win in Dallas when you're not the coach, when the owner thinks he's the coach, when the owner thinks he's George Haler. You know, it, it, it's it's really tough. To, uh, Paul Vine from back in the day, when when the owners coach the team, it's it's hard to do that. That's right. They actually did use that because Hallis had he had the record for second most wins, and then George, um, not George, Bill Belichick just passed him. Oh, okay. With three twenty-five. But, but you see but what I'm saying? Him. Yeah. So being a good coach, that's why that's why I'm so happy with the Giants. Because the guy has come in, and he's—that's a good thing about Detroit, also. The thing about Tennessee, but that's okay. You know, if if you need somebody to throw the ball, you can get that. Tennessee has a good coach because they're going to fight to the end. Detroit has a good coach; they're going to fight to the end. But they're losing. You just said Detroit was the worst team in the NFC. Yeah, but that—that's a—that's a player issue. That's we need this guy. We need that guy. You know, they don't have a quarterback either. I could play quarterback for them. I'm as old as those guys playing for them. You know what I'm saying? Come on. All right. Um, I'm going to go through some of my notes for some of the games. The Jets, who I had actually picked to win against the Patriots because they were at home and I saw the Patriots were hurting. Apparently, Bill Belichick hates the New, the New York Jets so much that he just always finds a way to beat them and beat the hell out of them. The Jets had too many interceptions. Um, if they believe this much in Zach Wilson, he's got to get it together and stop making these kind of mistakes. Justin Fields is actually throwing the ball better than him right now. He's getting sacked a little bit less because he's getting rid of the ball quicker. And they completed, they scored 29 points on a top five defense in Dallas in terms of statistically. So the Bears are actually moving forward offensively. Their defense didn't come up great, but the turnovers and the fumbles, they got to correct that if Chicago wants to keep winning. Just had too many INTs. Now, 
And with their with, rookie running back going down, they really lost a lot because James Robinson isn't as good as Brees Hall. Go ahead. With the Jets, I think the second string quarterback is the guy that should be playing. You mean the, old man Flacco, statue Flacco? No, who who Joe they Flacco? A, no, they brought a kid in when when Wilson went down, didn't they? No, it was, Je- it was Jeff Flacco. You think you're, oh, you're thinking about last year with Mike uh, Mike White? No, I'm thinking maybe it's some other somebody else. I'm thinking about then. Okay, right. yeah, I agree with you. The Jets, the Jets are going backwards. I don't think Wilson is the man, and I don't have much confidence in their coach. Really, Robert Sala. Really? Yeah. Okay. This all right, and the Lions can't hold the lead. This is the only team I've seen score four touchdowns in in five games and lose all five of those games. Hey. I don't know how they've managed to do it, considering they had the number one overall pick. And they took a pass rusher, or the number two overall pick. They took a pass rusher. Kid's playing well, Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And somehow, he's got five sacks in seven games. And somehow, they cannot win. They cannot get enough pressure. They cannot cover anybody. They get a lead up by 14, up by 21. And the other team just always comes back. And win. So, well, if you're betting I'm... the Lions all year, just take the over. Because they will <laughs> score 50-plus points every game. Unlike, unlike other sports. Yeah. In football, one guy is not going to win the game for you. True. So they need they need to bolster the defensive line and maybe even the defensive backfield because, it, it, like you said, if you score if you're scoring touchdowns and Four. you're ahead at the half or ahead at the midway through the third and you can't win the game, yeah, it's a defensive issue. The one thing I like about their team, all of their coaches are former NFL players. Oh, you think that makes a difference? Group. I do. I think you need people who have played the game at a high level or at any level, especially the professional level, to to coach in the NFL. It gives you more credibility because you understand what they've been through and you know what actually needs to get done and you can coach it better. You don't have to be a star. You just have to have played in the league. Well, let me go off on a tangent. I mm-hmm. thought you were one of these analytic guys. I am one of these analytics and go with your gut guys. I have to take the data and I marry it to what I'm seeing on the field and I play the hot hand. If the analytics, like this is what's going on in college football now, right? The analytics are telling people if it's fourth and third, if it's fourth and three and you're at the, between the 35 to the 35, you always go for it. I'm I'm all for that. But I don't always say always go for it. I say, if you haven't made it on the past two times, guess what? Your running back's probably not going to make it this time. Yeah, but so in college, know who's on your team. So and in the teams. NFL, they're using these analytics as well. Know who's on your team. If they keep shutting you down on the run, today ain't your day. It doesn't but, matter if you've got the 11th-ranked run defense or the 11th-ranked rushing offense. If you haven't made it the past three times, you're not going to make it the fourth time. So what are we doing? But because they're kids, um, you, you never know how they're going to react. You never know how kids are going to play. So, yes, you have to take the chance. But my point about the analytics is that if you're an analytics guy, then being a former player doesn't mean anything, except it makes it easier for you to relate to the players. Yes, but if you understand how to use the data to make better football decisions, then you are doing it the best way possible. And if you can scheme up and see what the other team is doing, then you know what you need to run to stop them. Yeah, but the GM is going to call that from the box and say, listen, the analytics say, we have to do this using this guy to that gap. But this isn't you know. baseball. They're not doing that yet. This isn't the NBA. They're not telling you to take a million threes and, you know, only have one big Okay. Okay. But well, I'm, yet. I'm not so confident that being a former player um, makes you a good coach. I would agree because Aaron Glenn is their defensive coordinator for the Lions, and he's not okay. doing a great job. I mean – being a former player just means you had more concussions than a guy in the field. Wow. So what does that mean? You know, how much <laughs> How much have you forgotten over your average 3.4-year career in the NFL? Well, that's okay. That's a point. Well, I, I would say at least they know how to play the game and they understand it. But there I, I you go. And that's my point about people watching football on TV and having these idiot announcers keep interrupting with their, I have to say two things. I got to comment. I got to shut up and let us watch the game. That's the format they've decided to go with because they don't believe the announcers can sit back like Madden and Summerall and entertain us. They don't understand yeah. that less is more, which is why the Thursday night games are being called very well, but they look terrible yeah. because the games are bad. Because I can listen to Al Michaels tell me anything. 
Yes, exactly. Now, Thursday night, you see football has gotten so popular. Herb Street is great. Yes, popular has gotten, football has gotten so popular. I'm not going to pay prime video to watch Thursday night game. Forget it. I watch reruns of, you know, How I Met My Mother or something, you know? (laughs) I'm going to pay $13 a month to watch a football game when I get five games every weekend. I get 29 college games every weekend. So there you, you go. You really do. You really do. You're way too many college games. The ACC network, the SEC network, Big 12 now, the Big Pac-12 Ten network, which nobody can get the Big Ten. Yeah, the Big Ten's terrible because all of the games on the Big Ten network are usually the worst games possible. Nobody wants to see Nebraska, Illinois. Actually, that was on ESPN. Nobody yes, I watched, Maryland, I, watched, I watched Rutgers. I, I watched Maryland. I watched Illinois. Yes, I do. <sighs> of course you do. I saw those games because I'm flipping back between actually seven or eight games going on at the same time. Yeah, you're the guy that needs like eight TVs. Uh, no, I mean, I just need a bigger screen. If I had a wall screen like eight feet by 10 feet, then I can flip back and forth. I have no problems with that. I don't need eight TVs. Just give me an eight, eighty, eight, you know, eight foot by six foot TV mounted on the wall. How big is your TV now? Isn't your TV now like a 55 inch? 65. 65, and that's not enough. I've come into the modern world. I've moved up to 65. Mm. All right. The Eagles, and back to me, the Eagles yes. look unbeatable. The remaining schedule, that's that's another thing I want to touch on. The remaining schedule of the Eagles, I actually think even though they lengthen the season, they have such an easy schedule the rest of the way. All of their tough games were front-loaded. Mm-hmm. They could wind up, they could easily wind up they, 13 and 4, 15 think, and 2. Depending on how the rest of these teams react the rest of the year, they have a very terrible schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they play Houston at Houston, then Washington, then Indianapolis, then Green Bay at home, then Tennessee at home. They have to go to New York, Chicago, Dallas on the day before Christmas, New Orleans, and then they finish with the Giants. There's no way the Giants are going to beat them twice, maybe once. They might lose to Dallas in Dallas. They're going to beat the brakes off of Chicago. I don't know what Chicago is going to look like by the end of the year. The only two games I would generally be concerned about for them would be Tennessee and Dallas. And Green. Well, how about Tennessee and Green Bay? Green Bay I believe is going gonna... backwards. Green Bay doesn't have a number one receiver. They're not going to be able to figure it out. Okay. Well, then Tennessee is the only one because they're definitely going to beat Dallas. Why do you say that? Um, first of all, their defense is great. They're playing so well. I don't think Dallas' defense will be able to contain the offense of Philly. They only beat Dallas by nine points at home. There you go with analytics again. No, no, All not analytics. That's do, the score of the game. You have to win by one. And, and a, Cooper Rush was the quarterback that game. He had three all you need, All you need is a W. It doesn't Dak matter how many play. points. It doesn't matter how many points you win by. They beat them, okay. and they're going to beat them again. Dak didn't play, and the team wasn't fully healthy. Well, I personally think that when Zach plays, Dallas Dakota. is I think when Dakota plays, the team is not as good. Oh, really? You're that ready fourth to make screen, the change to Cooper Rush. When no, but when that fourth screen scrub was playing, <laughs> the the team somehow rallied around him. Yeah. And won what they win? Four games? Yeah, they won four straight games. Yeah. With the fourth string quarterback. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying to you? So, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not as... I, first of all, I hate Dallas. I don't even watch commercials on TV where they advertise the Dallas game. And I think Zach and Ezekiel are two of the most overrated players in NFL. Really? Without why does, a doubt. Why, why Zeke? I just think they're overrated. Okay. Okay. I mean, listen, my reasons... My reasons are shallow and trivial, <laughs> perhaps. But listen, I, I just think they're very vastly overrated. I, I so appreciate your honesty. Philly could go 15 and 2 easy. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Um, their test is going to come in the playoffs because they may not have they haven't played anybody any good. So maybe they haven't been tested. That's why I'm not 100% behind them you know, putting all the money down on them to win, okay. to be in the Super Bowl. My first win the Super Bowl. Okay. Did you see the Atl- Did you see the end of the Atlanta Carolina game? 
because that was that 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 that, that would have made you nuts. No, I didn't see the end of it. Okay, I saw so some pieces in between on game day. PJ Walker, black QB, getting his chance because every other QB on the team is hurt. Yes. Um, you went to Temple. He was killing them the whole game. He was killing them. Throws this touchdown pass to DJ Moore, catches mm -hmm. it, and DJ Moore does your number one favorite thing that you can never, never do. Mm. He takes off his helmet to celebrate after what he yes. thought. After what he thought was the yes, game-winning touchdown, that. I saw but it that. wasn't the game winner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was to tie up the game, therefore turning a extra point into a from a from a thirty-three yard extra point there you to go. a forty-eight yard extra point. Okay, which the kicker missed. There, you see, but you see what I'm saying? <laughs> he is yes. not playing to win the game. No, but he thought he had won the game, and I think that's what he forgot. He is not playing to win the game. Yes. Because if his head is in the game, you catch the ball, you score the touchdown, you celebrate, you get off. If you have yeah. to celebrate. If you're, you know, it's like you, you see guys. He thought he won the game. You keep telling me what he thought. Yeah. His head wasn't in the game, and that's why they missed the extra point. Have you ever seen guys, um, their team is up by, by two, and if uh, uh, by their team is up, by I don't know, two or one, and and they have a chance to score a touchdown, but to keep the ball and run the clock out, they don't score the touchdown. Yes, yeah. That's somebody with their head in the game because we're playing to win. We're not playing for me to score a touchdown and and celebrate. We're playing so my team can win. Now I don't need to score for us to win. If I stop here, we can run out the clock with a minute 30 to go, and we win. Mm. Those are you, guys whose head is in the game. But what if you bet the over, and you need them to score that touchdown to get over 45 points total? Then, as as they say in ESPN with Scott Van Pelt, who talks, another guy who talks too much and thinks, and thinks he's Walter Cronkite? Yeah. Bad bet. You bad. made a bad bet. Bad beat, but I, I get you. Uh, I bad. Guess. And again, again, oh, you're going to get me to go off on sports betting? <laughs> Come on, man. That's what this podcast is mainly about, you know. Come on, man. Sports betting? Don't tell me about you watching a game so you can win money. I don't bet games. No, uh, you don't for good reason. The only time I bet games is when I go to Vegas, which I used to do a lot before the pandemic, and I call back and I call you. And I call my other big head son, and I say, who should I bet? And you guys tell me who to bet. Usually, I'm betting for you. Fair enough. And usually, okay. we win. Usually, you do win, usually. And sometimes, I put a dollar on what you guys tell me. Yeah. Okay. But yes, I understand. Um, that, that's a bad beat. You picked wow. the wrong team. Philadelphia is a 13-point favorite next week at Houston. At Houston. The Bills are 13-point favorites at the Jets next week. I would take Buffalo, but I certainly wouldn't take uh, the Eagles. And the Chiefs are 12-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Titans, and they have the same exact record. I wouldn't take the, the, the Chiefs either. Really? I Ryan, see the Chiefs winning the game by 10 points. They had a quarterback, the Titans, who threw for 57 yards the whole game. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But they also have the best running back in the league. He does have 755 yards. Okay. Um, and yeah. and the, the, the D-line, the defensive of, um, to me, of, of the Chiefs is suspect. It is. So I could see him having 150 yards. I can, I can see the Chiefs winning by 10. Not 12, though. But not you. 12. Um, Houston, you know, Houston is uh, the Eagles may not go in and crush. Mm -hmm. You see, again, they might win by ten, but I don't think they'll cover. But the the Jets, the Jets are going to lose by twenty five. <laughs> They're going to lose by twenty five or thirty. So I I would bet against the Jets. Twenty five or thirty. Yes. Yeah. That's my dad's okay. lock of the week, everybody. That's the lock of the week. You heard it here first on the recap show. Yes. Okay. Anybody listening to this 
bet against the Jets. Put your house against the Jets. Okay. Okay. Put your house on Houston. <laughs> Put your house on Tennessee. Those are my locks of the week. Tennessee's playing Philadelphia. Wait a minute. Who'd you say was playing the Chiefs? The t- Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee. Yeah. Bet but, Tennessee. But Houston is playing Philly. And at home. Oh, yes. So bet, don't do that. Bet Houston. Don't do that, folks. Because Houston is not going to lose by more than 10. They're going to lose that game by a million. Tennessee is not going to lose by more than 10. It'll be the first NFL game you've seen since 1971 with 300 yards rushing. You're going to cause me to open up a FanDuel account and bet on Houston. Don't do that. Or better yet, I'm getting on a plane Thursday night and I'm going to the MGM Grand and I'm going down to the sports book <laughs> at Westgate and I'm putting my $1,000 on Houston. Please don't do this. I and would, I'll I see you on next week's recap show, collecting my money. All right. Well, good good luck with that. I would say uh, you'd have better odds taking – I'll switch to college football. I would say you'd have better odds taking Colorado to win against Oregon next week. Okay? Where are they playing? In Colorado. No way. Oh, my God. Yeah. What do you think? I'm, wait a minute. I'm like, he's down. There's I'm a better like chance of Colorado. Of, there's a better chance Colorado beats Oregon than Houston covering the spread against Philadelphia. Okay, and right. Oregon seven and one, and Colorado is one and seven, and they are the worst team in well college football, in my opinion, because they're an FBS school. But everybody Who's, who who did you say was the worst team? Colorado, the Buffaloes. Oh yeah, they're, they're, didn't they just fire their coach? Uh they did. They did yeah. fire their coach. Poor brother the only, got fired. They beat Cal. Well, he'll get another job. I doubt it. We don't get yeah. other jobs, but that's a whole nother podcast. Well, Steve Wilkes is the coach of the Carolina Panthers, and he's part of that lawsuit suing the NFL. Okay, but here's the I, I already put it down. Where's my bet? I'm coming to you for my money. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, Houston, mm-hmm. Oregon, and the Jets. Yeah, Oregon Those... is going to win that game. I I, I completely <laughs> agree. Oregon should kill them. I want them to make the college football playoff. Those are my bet. They're not going to make the playoffs, but those are my best bets. Well, why not? Oregon, all they have to do is beat everybody. And if they beat USC again, they should get in. You and I know. Mm-hmm. You and I know there's a bias against any team that doesn't come from the South. Or the Midwest. No, it's really the South. They allow They allow Ohio State in just so they don't say – you know, they hate the rest of the country. <laughs> but I mean, that's... the SEC and the ACC, I mean, the, if you're not in one of those conferences, you're like lousy. They don't consider mm. you. In fairness, the rest of those conferences in the Northeast have been pretty terrible. Like Penn State's oh, good, yeah. but not great. Yeah. This is Syracuse's first winning season in four years. But, but it, it, you know, it doesn't, I don't think, it, I mean, it doesn't matter how good the teams are. I think it's I think it's a money thing. I think it's yeah. a publicity thing. You know, it's the cheering I mean, for laundry, the cheering for the name on the shirt. Yeah, the the Pac-10, um, the Big Ten. Um, oh, yeah, they're gonna make the Big 50, 60 million dollars of schools. Kind of nuts. Yeah, but those, but those, they don't even count those schools. You know. So so wait. So if TCU runs the table, TCU is undefeated. They're leading the Big Twelve. If they mm-hmm. win every game for the rest of the season, they're gonna have to let them in. They well, how many? How many? They're into what? Eight teams now. There are the no playoffs? four teams. Four teams in the playoffs. They're Next not going to get in. Expand. They're no, not they going to get They'll in. They'll be the number fourteen. Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. Who else? Who's going to? Do you think there'll be four? That's the yeah. Ohio State. That's the well, Ohio State in. Georgia could lose to Tennessee, and then Georgia will have oh, a loss. I forgot about Tennessee. You're right. So the top five teams are Tennessee, Alabama. Clemson, Georgia, and Ohio State. And you what have to Michigan? let it... Nah. Oh, because nah. they beat your beloved Spartans? That one? That's why? No, no, no. I'm not... No, no. My, I'm a Michigan man. Blue and yellow all the way. Okay. But here's the thing. I, I, I see Michigan losing one game. You know, maybe You think two. they're going to lose to Ohio State? Oh, they're definitely going to lose to Ohio State. Uh-huh. Harbaugh cannot beat Ohio State for his life. He beat them last year. Yeah, but what is he? Eight and one, nine and one, twelve and one, fifteen and <laughs> he's one. He's seven. He's seven and one. Exactly. He's seven and one. 
So if that's eight years, you win one. That's but even if they got the your number. Um, sir? Yeah. Sir? Yes. Michigan, Ohio State is in, Michigan is out. All right. So More people love Ohio State than they love Michigan. The top four AP teams are Georgia, number one, Ohio mm -hmm. State, two. Tennessee mm -hmm. is tied for two somehow with Ohio State. Okay. Michigan's four, Clemson is five, Alabama is six, TCU is seven, Oregon is eight, USC is nine, which to me means Oregon-USC at the end of the year in the Pac-12 title game. Mm-hmm. If they're both still have one loss, whoever wins that game should get in. Ohio State, uh, Michigan at the end of the year will eliminate them. Whoever wins uh, that game is going to beat Illinois unless Illinois shocks the world and beats everybody. So what Southern team are you going to kick out if you're talking about Oregon and Ohio State? I'm going to kick. If Tennessee loses, they're out. Actually, they won't be. That's really unfortunate. You're mm -hmm. right. I think the SEC gets two teams in no matter what. I say three. There's no way they're getting three teams in. Alabama's going to be in. No, there's no way Alabama's in. You know why Alabama's going to be win? Lose the, they're going to lose the SEC title game. No matter who they play, they're going to lose the SEC title game. Probably. But Alabama's like Notre Dame, like Dallas. Like, this, you know, people want to see. they've won six national championships no, no. People in the past wanna, eight years. People want to see them. But they're good. That's they're where, really good. But that's where the money is. No, but you see, you're comparing them to teams that, I believe and I agree with you, don't win and are overrated in the playoffs. No, I'm not Alabama talking about the, always wins. No, I'm not talking about their record. I'm talking about their their, oh, their value. Show up? Yeah, their I think, value. I think you're underestimating Tennessee. Okay. Tennessee has a hundred and three thousand seats there. And yeah. they fill it. Every year. Every game. Fans. Yes. But do they have a hundred million people tuning in the TV to watch them play? You like know who Alabama. the biggest donor of you know who the biggest donor of Tennessee is? Who Archie Manning? Jimmy Haslam. So, Flying J, owner of the so, um, so? owner of the Cleveland Browns. So what? He's yeah. a big donor. That's one. What's all I'm saying is Tennessee has some money people too to go donate. But here, no, here's the question: and to show that, up to these games and take their private jets and yes. have the country club people to show up as well. That's fine and good. And buy tickets to the playoffs. But, are 100 million people going to turn on their TV to watch them in the playoffs? Yes, because they're tired of seeing Alabama and Tennessee beat them in one of the most exciting games of the year. So if Tennessee well, runs the table, they'll be the number one seed because they'll have beaten Georgia and Alabama in the same year. And okay. they're probably going to have to play Alabama again in the SEC title game. So they're definitely getting in. Well, you, you know what they say so, yeah. about if, right? Yes. If yeah. my aunt wore pants, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> All right, and so you don't think Let's anybody get from back the Pac twelve? Pac, nobody from the Pac twelve gets in. Oregon, USC, no, UCLA, no, all one no. loss. None of them in. None of them can get in. Do you think Illinois can get in, or will they? Get no, in? they won't get in because they've got to lose to somebody. Well, the toughest game for the remaining schedule is Michigan at Michigan, and they're going to lose. All right. Again, there's a team on the up on the come up. When yeah. you're on a come up, you're not you. These are kids, yeah. emotionally and mentally. These are 21, 18, 19 year old kids. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure to do certain things. If you're not used to being in that situation, mm -hmm. it's like when you're talking to a girl the first time, you're scared to death when you're 14. But when you're 18, you think you're Rico Suave because <laughs> you've got that experience. So now these guys coming into Michigan, even mm -hmm. though, you know, Illinois is now winning for the first time in a hundred years or whatever, yeah. you have to, you have to come into the situation and be able to handle it. And that's why I bet against some teams because the emotional maturity and the mental acuity is not there all the time. Okay. So I got two games I want you to pick. Let's go we for have, it. We have LSU at Alabama. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Alabama at LSU. LSU was getting 13 points. I'm picking Alabama. Really? He has got. He has to have those kids souped up to say, "Listen, they're not going to let us in if we don't kick everybody's butt by 100 points." He has got them souped up, and now they're ready to go. LSU is a so-so team. Ever since they got rid of Ogeron, the speech major, um, you know what I'm saying? They they don't seem to have gotten it together. Well, you know Everybody, who they hired as their head coach? Who? The former head coach Notre Dame. Exactly. And he only went there for money. Well, and family. 
and family. Good for him and family. <laughs> so listen, so they can ride the streetcar, you know, down the garden district and eat core daddies all day. That's nice. The bottom line is once LSU got rid of the speech, the, the speech major, who I loved as a coach, they just haven't gotten there. Okay. And they have to hope that, that this new coach can recruit. Hey, maybe he can recruit. But remember, he's recruiting against Mississippi State, against Mississippi, against Alabama, against Clemson, against Georgia. He's he should be able to beat all the Mississippi schools at LSU. Yeah, but he but he's recruiting against those those guys, and I that's guess. not easy to do. That's okay. all I'm suggesting. All right. So I'm I'm picking I'm picking Alabama, the over and the points and straight up. If you want to make a trifecta out of this. Okay. Look, at, look, at dad using, look at dad using betting terms. Dad using betting terms. <laughs> number one, Georgia at home against number two, Tennessee. What's Tennessee, the spread there? Tennessee is getting eight and a half and the over under is 66 and a half points. So wait a minute. So now in betting terms, that means they expect. Georgia to win by nine. By, by, three by nine. Goals. Yes. At home against Tennessee. Who's number two in the country? Uh, uh, number two has nothing to do with it. Tennessee is playing great. Yes. Tennessee is playing great. They've got yes, an unstoppable offense. Yes. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to take Tennessee. If you give me an eight and a half, I have to take Tennessee. Okay. And now, the over-under, you said, was 66? Yeah. Total points. I'm, I'm taking the over. Easier bet, you think? Easy bet. I see this as 38-35 Georgia. Okay. All right, we're gonna go back to the NFL. Oh, wait, is there any other? No, there's no other football games you care about. Oh, Ohio State's playing Northwestern, eight and zero versus one and seven Northwestern. Ohio State. What are they getting? Twenty five points. Northwestern's getting thirty eight and a half. Oh no, that's too much. <laughs> that's you have to take Northwestern. Northwestern's going to okay. lose by thirty seven points. One of those famous bad beats. They'll, uh, say- they'll kick. They'll kick a field goal with four seconds left just to score three points. And they'll be down 35 at the time. Okay. Kansas versus Oklahoma State. Kansas is getting, oh, Oklahoma State is getting two and a half points. Kansas is at home. If Kansas wins, they're bowl eligible. I'm taking Kansas. Since 2007. Taking Kansas. The coaches got them wired up. We have to be bowl eligible. We're doing well. We have to bring this school back. Cornhuskers or Jayhawkers all the way. All right. We're going to go back to the NFL. I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. The best game I would say next week. The game I should say I will watch if I had a. I really want to watch Jets Bills. I really want to see what happens there. So you mm-hmm. already got the Bills. Ooh, Sunday Night Football's Titans Chiefs, and then we have the Ravens at the Saints for Monday Night Football. That's gonna be beautiful. Okay. The women. What? Why? Why would the Ravens at the Saints be good? Because uh, I get to see Lamar Jackson beat the hell out of the Saints. Oh, that's right. Because it's an entertaining game. Okay, and, they have be, my, and they have my former Chicago Bears star linebacker, Roquan Smith, now on the team. So it's going to be a lousy game, though. Tennessee's going to – I mean, uh, why, I mean, Baltimore's going to kill. They should, but the NFL is any given Sunday, so who knows? Yeah, both, listen, take Baltimore and give the points. All right. I have a tougher game for you to pick. That's a dad bet. That's a dad bet? That's a dad bet. Take Baltimore it's not, points. It's not a lock. But it's a dad bet. All right. And last one, we're going to do the Packers at the Lions. The Lions are only getting three points at home, and the over-under is 49. I'm sorry. I got to go with the Packers. I'm taking the under with the Packers. The Lions have the most losses so far through the first seven games. They are one and six. It's just not the losses. It's that they can't finish the second half. I mean, how many games Mm -hmm. were they ahead? And then lose the game. Five. Five exactly. Games. So they, they can't, they can't, you know. And this whole thing about what's his name doesn't have receivers and he doesn't have this. You know, listen, if you're in the NFL, you're supposed to catch the ball. Otherwise, get out the league. Well, they're rookies. Okay. But I hear you. Throw the ball where they can catch it. You know, you, they, you don't see, you know, that's, that's like announcers. When, when a quarterback throws the ball and the ball is behind the receiver, they talk about, oh, it's an incomplete pass. No, he threw it behind him. You know, tell me what's going on. 
you know, don't don't make an excuse for the quarterback. Some quarterbacks they dog him to death. Oh, Jacoby Brissett. Oh, he has a bad pass and he missed it and he overthrew it. Tell me, tell me when that happens. That's been happening all the time now to Brady. He's overthrowing people. He's, He's throwing it back to people. Old and guys are dropping passes too. Hey, listen. As soon as my ankle gets better, I'm going on the court and I'm going to embarrass some of these teenagers, okay? <laughs> and trust me when I tell you, <laughs> I'm old enough to be their grandfather, if not their great-grandfather. And I'm going on the court and embarrass some of these kids. And then I'm going to say, hey, man, you should be embarrassed. You shouldn't be playing basketball. You need to take up D&D because I'm over 70 and I'm out here crushing you. <laughs> What's going on, son? Uh, so age has not hey, listen see now you excuse him for being 45 when he plays bad but last year when he was 44 and the team was winning oh he's great he's doing I didn't wonderful expect him to 40. be that good I was genuinely but, shocked I thought it was but what my off. point is though you know they're going to glorify you when you're 44 and they're making an excuse when you're 45 no you stink now <laughs> okay I think now, he can't cover up the team can't cover up from his shortcomings anymore like they could the first or, two seasons or maybe or maybe he's still hurting from losing Giselle mm. wow women maybe. can make women a woman a good woman can make you or break you and apparently <laughs> she broke him you know the okay. old song the keeper the keeper even I though she's worth that. more than him yeah he might be getting alimony but she's going to get child support. Maybe it blew his mind. Work, I, have, but okay. I have no idea. Who are your picks to win, to be in the NBA Finals? In the NBA Finals? Oh, man, that's yeah, so super far early, away. Where they played six or seven games, depending on the team. Eight games is most. Philadelphia, I think, won tonight. I'm going to go with Golden State to, okay. to be in the Finals. They are, currently have a losing record, but okay. Yeah, and I'm what they played five games, eight games. You so, know what I'm saying? Phoenix is five and one. Mm-hmm. My favorite is San Antonio is winning, and I don't know anybody on that team. They're five they, and two because they're playing basketball. And Utah is six and two, and both those teams are supposed to be tanking. And I love it. I love the fact they're, that they're winning. They're playing. Yeah, they're winning now. But you know, I gold. I figured Golden State would be back in, mm-hmm. and um, it it might wait a minute. Milwaukee could be in. Okay. Um, I I don't know that Boston would have been back even even before Udoko screwed up his life yeah. again over a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Over a woman, you got a you got a good woman, and then you screw up your life over a woman. Let me not go off on that again. Yes. But um, I don't know that they would be back. But Milwaukee Milwaukee could be back. Mm-hmm. Philly Philly could could represent. Okay. Um, I Philly. don't see Miami Philly. getting back. Yeah, Philly. You, Philadelphia will finish better at the final standings than Toronto and Boston and New York. You think? Um, I don't know if they'll finish better in the standings than Boston, no. but they have a good chance to be in the finals and okay. in, the, in the in the NBA finals. You know, winning winning the most games does not equal being in the finals. No, but it gets you into the playoffs easier. Yeah, it gets you into play. Yeah, but I, I could still see I could still see them being in a final okay. um, over Boston. And I don't see Toronto. Toronto will be a first, of like Atlanta. I think they'll be a first or second round out, like Miami, a first or second round out. Gotcha. I don't see them getting in the finals. I don't, see anybody, any, I don't see anybody in the West. Um, maybe Phoenix. Um, if DeAndre Ayton doesn't get hurt, because he's hurt now. Um, he got his money, but now he's hurt. So, I, and they need him to play very well. They've got a great team of guys who can play basketball and well-rounded, like Golden State. But they still need him in the middle. Of course, they do. Mm-hmm. Center is the most underrated position in the NBA right now, and I don't mm-hmm. know why they're doing that because everybody keeps wanting to draft these unicorns because they're all seven foot one and six eleven. You can hit the three. three. Yeah, hit the three. Mm-hmm. But the Wembenyana kid can also handle the ball and he can play inside and outside. So, well, the kid, but you the need kid someone from, who can play uh, inside as well. It's just that the guys from, who play inside don't shoot as well as they used to. Well, that's it. You, do you need somebody to play inside? Do you need somebody to get rebounds? Yeah. That's the that hardest kid, thing to do in the NBA is, is rebound the ball well. 
the kid Holcomb can do everything too. Well, he broke the problem the is the yeah no the the problem is though can you have a seven footer playing your three spot your small forward? Yeah, it's called Kevin Durant. Uh, but yeah, but Kevin Durant also got you 10, 15 rebounds a game. Yeah, that's what's oh, this, special about him. Holmgren this, should be able to do that. At, he can. He's healthy. I've seen. I saw him in the in the um the summer league. Yeah, they had a, they had a kid six seven six eight two hundred seventy five. Yeah, Scott Pippen kid, Jr. or something. No, no, some this was some kid nobody knew his name, oh. and he just moved Hogan around. He just leaned on him, and Hogan yeah. was out. He couldn't get the rebound because he was out of the picture. He weighs as much as a breadstick, so it is what it is. Exactly, exactly, and that's the problem. So we'll see what happens. You know, it's it's okay to get a to have a guy like Giannis. Yeah. You know, uh, and look for guys like that. But Giannis also will go inside and get your ten rebounds. So, and again, Giannis can't shoot to save his life. No, but as this is the next podcast, yes. How far are the Knicks going to go? I see the Knicks doing five hundred this year. So they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. The biggest problem. The biggest problem for me with the Knicks is Randall. Randall loves to get inside and muscle up the ball against three or four guys. Mm. When you're inside and you have three or four guys on you, pass it out. Trust your shooters. Trust, trust your point guard. You got a great point guard this year. Trust him to get you the ball back where you only have one or two guys on you. Well, the problem is he's not athletic enough to really pull that off also. Who, Randall? Yeah. That's the problem. Well, no. Well, exactly. He can't jump high enough to actually... Exactly. Giannis can go up on three guys. He can exactly. He can't. So pass it out. I think. I think if they could resolve that issue, and if they could teach Jr. What's the name? R.J. Yeah, to R.J. shoot Barrett. the three. Mm-hmm. He can. He he surprised everybody with his left-handed drive, so nobody seems to stop them crazy drives of his. Because there's another. That's what I'm saying. There's another uh-huh. non-athletic guy, but his left-handedness is killing him in the league. But if he could learn to shoot the three or even a mid-range. Um, um, he'll he'll be a much better player. But I see them. I see them at um forty two, forty two, or forty four, forty, forty four, forty, something like that. Okay, they'll definitely be in the playoffs. They won't get out the first round, but they'll definitely be in the playoffs. All right. Will Brooklyn make the playoffs? I don't think so. I think Brooklyn. Brooklyn is unless they get rid of Kyrie Irving. You think if they release him, they start winning? Yes. I think that's the reason Durant wanted to trade. I don't think he wanted to play with Kyrie. I think he's had enough. If they release him, does he go to the Lakers? I hope not. Let's see all those dominoes fall. They release him. Who picks him up? I, I hope nobody. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the sad part. But to me, the the Nets, the Nets are a team. It's an insane asylum. <laughs> you have a big baby in Durant, who's emotionally <laughs> immature, a mama's boy. You have wow. Simmons, who's got some kind of um, mental block issues about his game, and yeah. you get Kyrie Irving, who clearly is is educationally unstable. That's a good way of putting it. I like that. Educationally yeah. unstable. Unstable. I'm so you have these, these three guys on the same team. Doesn't yeah. matter how much talent you have, you know. And then you have a a, a, a novice coach who's never coached anywhere. Who, in my this opinion, is third season. He's going to get fired. In my, no, he's not. In my opinion, these guys have no respect for him. They're not. They're not. You know, he you maybe think he doesn't losing have, on purpose. No, they just. You know, you don't have to lose on purpose and not have respect for a coach. Yeah. When I when I played college basketball, Duncan was not allowed. That's how long ago this was. There was no Duncan, and there were no breakaway rims. And whenever I got in the game and I got the first chance I got with my little self, I would throw it down. You know what would happen? Crowd would go wild and the coach would the, take you the, out of the game. The redneck Crawford would take me out the game. I'd be sitting <laughs> on the bench the rest of the time. And we called him that because he had red hair, not because he was a racist. That's, that's and, and it was and, and it was the context. And it was the seventies and everything was black power. So that we it's because he had red hair and you know. And he was. Do you remember a, where the coach was from? I have no idea. Probably somewhere in the Midwest. Got it. You know, okay. Division Three is not the same as Division One. You know, you see the coach at practice, and practice is an hour and a half, three hours, and you know that's it. 
You're not friends with the coach. The coach is not going to help you be a better man. He's not going to help you get in the NBA. He's not going to help you get a job after college. There's none of those relationships. It's just a guy who's working there. He's teaching in the science department, and he's being a coach, hoping to go someplace. And, I mean, you know, like none of us who played Division three at Queens College, we didn't go anywhere except a good, decent career. He didn't go anywhere. Mm. Okay. But it's a whole, you know, we, we rode to games by bus. And they do most that of, now. Yeah, but most of the games we went, we, we rode to, game, we rode to a, a tournament in Canada by bus. We went to local games around the state in our own cars. So if you were playing Brooklyn College, you had to drive there. You had to get there on your own. We played Stony Brook. You had to get there on your own. In we Long Island? Co- they didn't even get yeah. you a bus to go to Long Island? No. We played Coast Guard. We got a bus to go to Coast Guard in New London. But, you know, it's a, it's a different world now. Division Three now travel by plane. You know, they I mean, get... they get To the national tournament, yeah. Yeah, they get... Even if you don't, going from town to town, you get big-time buses with, with air conditioning and bathrooms and food. <laughs> You know what I mean? They just gave you guys a jar and a bus pass and said, good luck. That's it. We bought our own corn chips. You know what I'm saying? It's a different world now. It's a, it's a completely <laughs> different world because there's money being thrown around everywhere. We got one pair of Adidas sneakers. Okay. You know, we couldn't even keep the uniforms when the season was over. We had to return them. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I okay. happened to steal mine, and that's how you see those pictures of your mother in them. Yes, but because yes. I took it, I, what the heck, you know? But um, but it's a different well. It's a much lovelier well now. Okay. Well, thank you for recapping the games for me. That hey, is it. if you like, I'll see you next week. And since I know I might be doing it, I might be better prepared. Yes, we'll be recording most Mondays and releasing these on Tuesdays. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Podbean, where we are hosted. And find us on all your podcast apps. Please rate and review and follow and subscribe so you don't miss any more episodes. And we are out. And don't miss your dad bets. See you next week on the recap show.